0: Amid fears of a renewal of mining on the already decimated Kiribati Island of Banaba, the residents there and on Rambi Island in Fiji have been receiving help from an international advocacy group called ICAAD. The mining plans are now in abeyance after an outcry over Banabans being shut out of the decision making and ICAAD wants the world to be aware of their plight. Don Wiseman spoke with ICAAD's Erin Thomas.
1: So we are an international human rights advocacy center, and despite our very impressive sounding name, we are a small but mighty team of five, (laughs) and most of our work is in the Pacific just by the nature of our relationships. So we've been working in the region for about a decade now, and we work in areas of advocacy, data and research, as well as artivism and capacity building, looking to amplify the great work that grassroots advocates and civil society are doing on the
0: ground. All right. Recently, you've done work in Banaba, the Kiribati island that was pretty much decimated by phosphate mining 50, 60, 70 years ago. How did you become involved in Banaba?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Well, we've actually been working with the Rambi Island Community Hub. And for context, Rambi Island is in Fiji and operates as a semi-autonomous jurisdiction where BonaBons were relocated to in 1945 due to the destruction caused by the British Phosphate Commission and almost a century of phosphate mining. So we started working with the Rambi Island Community Hub in the way that we always begin partnerships by chance and obvious alignment, uh, it became clear that that history of displacement of the Bonabens and dispossession to the neglect of human rights is a critical space for advocacy on Rambi, as well as providing important lessons to the world as we think about climate displacement, which is how we connected on our bigger project around the right to life with dignity, which is focused on expanding legal protections for those displaced by the climate crisis. So our goal is as an advocacy centre is to help make sure their story, which is so often forgotten, um, is heard by decision makers in the region and that their demands, which are so often relegated, are met with
0: action. The issues that have become very apparent on Barnaba in recent times have been to do with water or the lack of it. And the seemingly, as far as the Barnabans are concerned, the, the somewhat blasé response of the Kiribati government and the governments of the countries that benefited from the mining. I think there has been some response from New Zealand and Australia, but it was perhaps belated. And as far as Rambi Island goes, this odd situation where the Rambi Council of Elders was disbanded and replaced by a government-appointed administrator, all quite odd developments, and certainly not to the liking of the people on in either place. What have you suggested?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, the whole situation points to a community that's really fallen between the cracks of jurisdictions, with no one really wanting to take responsibility, whether it's the Fiji government, the Kitabas government or the colonial powers who mined Bonneba itself, right? The UK, Australia, and New Zealand. So we actually worked at the Rambi Island Community Hub and a local working group to develop a policy brief, which is the culmination of locally-led community dialogue sessions and collaborative research with our ICAD team and our pro bono law firm partner, Clifford Chance, looking at some of these issues that emerge when you fall between the cracks, essentially. So when it comes to reparations for the destruction from mining, you run into the issue of states being the only eligible entity in many court systems to bring claims against countries, right? including the countries responsible for mining and displacement. That would require Fiji or Kiribati to bring action on behalf of the Bonobans. But What we've seen with recent developments, including this mining agreement that was signed very undemocratically and illegally, given the obligations of the Fiji government to provide for Bonobin governance, is that falling between the cracks is more the norm, um, and sort of represents this continued pattern of colonialism that Bonabins are experiencing on Rambi and around the world. So there's been a call to review the Bonabin Settlement Act, which is the Fijian legislation allowing for governance of Bonabin affairs by Bonabins living on Rambi, which also obviously impacts Bonaba itself and Bonaban's living overseas. So we see how all of these things continue and, and what's really feared as we advance is history repeating itself and this Australian mining company taking advantage of the same issues that have been in place.
0: Yes, this legislation's very interesting, isn't it? Was it passed prior to Fiji becoming independent?
1: The Bonavent Settlement Act was passed in 1970 and it allows for Bonavent governance of Bonavent affairs. Now, in the recent years, in the last decade, the Fijian government has not allowed for the reinstatement of the Rambi Council of Leaders, which is supposed to be governing Bonavent affairs by Bonavents, for Bonavents on Rambi, and have opted instead for this council of leaders which has not had an election held, which is sort of the pathway in which the Fijian government would allow it to be reinstated instead of being represented by a single appointed Fiji government administrator, uh, which is a far cry from democracy and is also how we see this mining agreement signed without the knowledge of the acting Interim Council of Leaders, which has not been given its governing authority due to neglect by the Fiji government.
0: Now they're meant to, according to the legislation, to have dual citizenship uh, if they want, I suppose. But this applies in some cases and not in others. What's going on there?
1: Yeah, that's a great question and one that has emerged in a lot of the community dialogue sessions. We're actually working with our law firm partner, Clifford Chance, at the moment to develop a citizenship handbook to really clarify these pathways for bonobins living on Rambi but also overseas as well. So bonobins have citizenship rights to both Kiribati and CG and can hold dual citizenship. However, in practice, these rights are difficult to secure and are poorly upheld by the governments involved. So really clarifying those issues has been a whole process in terms of building out a handbook, Um, but hopefully in the next few months, we'll be able to iron out some of those pathways um, that bonabans can take at the moment, but also some clear pathways for legislative change to make that access improved, right? Citizenship means access to education, services, and of course, family. And for those living not on Bonaba, it means access to their ancestral lands as well, which is why it's a critical issue for Barnabans around the world.
0: Yes, I was talking with an elder from uh, Rambi who was saying that the Barnabans want to be able to rehabilitate the island and they want international help to do that. Is it feasible to rehabilitate it?
1: There have been a lot of discussions um, about that being possible and certainly it's an obligation of those who mine 90% of the island's surface to pursue that avenue as opposed to further mining. I think there have been conversations about this, but because the government has been prioritizing profits over people, um, and it would be a costly endeavor, although Certainly with many potential benefits, including ecotourism and sustainable economic development on Bonneva, there's been a lack of interest in that direction. So the calls that we're hearing from the Rambi Island Community Hub and other advocates is to focus attention on rehabilitation, which has been the call for decades now, and is also what was promised by the British Phosphate Commission in the early 1900s. When we hear Centrex, this Australian mining company, promising potential rehabilitation, it just echoes that empty promise, because to date, no land has been rehabilitated. And we saw the UK fight tooth and nail in court to take no responsibility for the destruction caused.
0: As far as the Kiribati government goes, what do you think it should be doing with regard to Banaba?
1: Yeah, well, since Bonaba falls within the boundaries and jurisdiction of Kitabas, the calls that are being made, um, and we've sort of uh, helped the Rambi community partners with this petition and to develop these demands. The key demand is around basic needs and access to basic water and food supplies. Um, as you mentioned in your conversation with elders and um, it's very hard to, to do advocacy. It's very hard to do governance. Um, it's very hard to make these big calls if you don't have access to food and water. So ensuring that shipping lines are coming through in order so that people have their basic needs met, that's the top ask of Kitabah. And also seeing how Bonobans really fall through the cracks, ensuring that there's a stronghold in Rambi of Bonobans wanting to protect Bonoba is actually really important, even though it's not taking place on Bonaba itself. And having those two go hand in hand are actually really key demands there. And when we think about basic needs, mining actually destroyed the freshwater lens on Bonava. So all of these things are really interconnected. And it's on the Kitabas government, the Fiji government, and all the colonial authorities as a part of the British phosphate commission to meet the needs of Bonnevans.